0: Some Man City fan apparently slugged him
1: Oh, I like Jeremy Shit, you're old It was a direct attack at you Like, you look every bit 30, huh?
0: He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout
1: Watch, watch, rumbles on Pina Colada, large one coming in hot with episode 21, season 2 of Football Played on Paper. On today's show, we have uh, some weekly happenings, which uh, FIFA are out again apparently, Uh, full review of the Prem, and then uh, we've got some Champions League that we uh, need to cover. We'll touch on that multi, which uh, again needs some work. Um, And to get it all done, I'm joined by Jobber. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Can't wait to get into it.
1: So you've got your Mourinho out shirt. Oh, no, there's a line through it. for Oli <laughs> now. Okay, right.
0: Mourinho out. Uh, no, yeah, look, it's going to be a tough week. This could be a, a season-defining week for Oli, couldn't it? A loss in the Champions League, and he could be in some real strife.
1: And Fingers Barney, um, Harry Kane's taken a week off from scoring goals for everyone but Spurs in the Prem, and he's actually scored a goal for Spurs in the Prem.
2: I know it's finally happened.
1: I can sign him up for another four years. Yeah, uh, yeah. so oh, Europa Conference, yeah, I'll bang goals away. Andorra, yeah, I'll bang goals away. Spurs in the league might take the week off again, but no, nah, he's finally pulled his finger out. Let's hope not. Um, all right, let's go, Barn. we got got uh, weekly happenings. Looking thin, which is good. I like to see that. That means nothing uh, too drastic happened in the world of football. Uh, that's
2: it, and there's plenty of games to get through. But I uh, was right. FIFA are at it again, so... Yeah, you know, we broke the news to you last week about uh, FIFA just doing doing their business as usual again. Won a World Cup every two years, but now they've uh, they've gone out and they've started attacking the video game industry. So they they want to charge EA Games one billion dollars over four years for the rights of FIFA, which is double their previous deal. Yeah, they just gone, yeah, you know, let's just double it. So um, and they also want to limit the amount of monetization that FIFA makes or UA, uh, EA makes from the game of FIFA. Um, yeah, you know, EA are looking at different things like highlights of actual, like monetizing highlights of actual games, um, arena video game tournaments, and uh, even looking into NFTs, Shauno, sure which uh, you're
1: pretty pretty uh, big on. Yeah, I'm across non fudgeable tokens. Yep. Um, but I think the only winner here is um, Pro Evo, isn't it? Well, it has got a
2: new name now? Probably, it's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's uh, it's free to play and it's um, it's, Peism, it's got a new name. Is PES, isn't it? That- no, no, they got they changed the name completely. It's, it's rebranded. Is that the
0: Konami, the Konami or whatever one?
2: The Konami yeah. one, yeah, it's got a rebrand. <laughs> Fuck. So um, they're, it's, they're it the seems winners, a little
0: I mean. bit. It seems a little bit unusual in our character again. So FIFA, like, when a FIFA going to get paid? Why are they always the ones that have to be trying to bloody penny-pinch down the bottom? It just, it just doesn't seem fair. Like now that all the bribes and corruption have been weeded out, or most of them, like how are these boys supposed to make a living? And they are all boys because it's just old white men. Um, it's, it's really, really upsetting. I think EA needs to take a long, hard look at themselves um, and start putting some money into the FIFA coffers.
2: Maybe maybe that's why they used to go for bribery and extortion because they had ha- all the ideas they had with these shit ideas. <laughs> yes, yeah, never, yeah, never yeah, they're through. extorting
0: <laughs> someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sports. It's, so and, par- and they also like I hate the way that they used to split the World Cup um, and FIFA as well. I don't know if you remember that, but that really irked me. And it's only going to get worse now, isn't it? Because <laughs> you probably get like a Euro game because your wife will want their bit as well.
1: Yeah, you got a I World mean, Cup I game every it. two years now as well. That'll be good. I thank God. So the um, so EA
2: are exploring um, renaming the game because apparently the deal with uh, FIFA only allows only gives uh, EA the right to use the name, the logo, and uh, use the World Cup in the game. So for a billion dollars over four years, it doesn't seem like it's that that valuable to be.
1: I feel like EA could definitely move away from this. They'll just change it, won't they? They'll just call yeah. it the oh, you're playing in the International Cup. And instead of calling it uh, FIFA 21, they'll just call it Football 21 or something like that. Do you know what hmm. I mean? And, so and they say five hundred million. They like the player
2: names and team names are all separate, so that might go. And they've already trademarked um, EA
1: Sports FC. I, I tell you what they could do to really drive down the price is just um, call it uh, UEFA 2022. <laughs> And then, and then just have the Champions League in there and then have all those teams still because they're all separate, right? Yeah. You
0: know you know that FIFA are just tearing apart because they've seen something good and they're like, hey, hey, we want a piece of that. Um, have you ever listened to The Offensive? There's a really good part on The Offensive where they are trying to make a complaint to FIFA and they ring up and there's three options on the phone line. One of them's is like um, report <laughs> someone using our brand or image. Second one's um, <laughs> report corruption or bribery. And the third one is... All other inquiries. So he's like, I need to report corruption. So he hits two, and they put him on hold, and they have like a segment where he's like sitting there for like eight hours. And they, he goes, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I, I'm trying to like report corruption." So then he goes, "No, nah, cancel and hit one." So he cancels the phone and he hits one. And he says, um, "Someone's using our image," and straight away someone answers. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about this as well.
2: All the important things are taken care of. Alrighty, let's get straight into the games as pointed to get through. First one we had was an absolute shellacking Liverpool five, Watford nil. I was so wrong on my prediction of this that Watford might be slightly better defensively, because they were terrible. Jobby, you couldn't even get through the whole game, mate. You had to turn it off.
0: No, I had to come I had to come back to the second half. Um so I reckon I knew this game was gonna finish quite poorly for Watford after about 30 seconds. Um He's, I know a lot of people have been talking about Mo Salah's form, but my God, he can just do everything right now, can't he? Made Danny Rose look like a bitch on the sideline there. But that like, that was eight minutes in, but that first eight minutes felt like Salah was like, already all over him and well, it was just a matter of time.
1: We said it in our group chat, didn't we? At, like, eight minutes in, you're like, Danny Rose is going to have a problem here and <laughs> um, he'll get torched and this will cost him the game. And then, yeah, sure enough. And they tried to
0: double-team him with Rose and Mussina, and, like, it just looked even worse. But, like, the first goal there was Mo Salah with the strength, like, roll short, and then the outside left foot, Barney, that reminded me
1: of a young you.
2: Oh, that left foot, I've seen that before from myself. But, Barney,
1: um, like, they had Danny Rose in a back three on the left-hand side, but I've never really seen him play that position. He's played left back a bunch, right? But he's never played left side. Yeah, and also, but he's, he like, I mean, you could see within the first
2: uh, like 10 minutes, he'd been skinned twice by Salah, Mm. like absolutely left behind. And like, he he used to to always be fairly strong. I mean, Salah's like up there in the top category, but like, Daniel was fairly strong and, you know, had good pace on him. And he has lost both of those things. And he he hasn't played at all either, as well. Like, he's been, he's played like maybe once or twice in the past year.
0: Yeah, I don't want to dive in on Danny Rose. No, no. He's got he's got a bit he's got a bit in the chassis, has not he? Like yeah, he's, he, do- he he's does. carrying a little bit.
2: But I think it's like a new coach has come in, and obviously, like, oh, I like I like how Danny Rose is looking in potentially in my system, and chucked him in where Danny's probably like he needs to be sort of filtered into that squad a bit more. Like, he needs time. Like, he can't just come from not playing for essentially like a year to into a squad against possibly the best, but like most informed player at the moment in the world. Like, he's gonna get you're gonna get hurt.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Uh, but good news as well for Liverpool fans. Bobby Firmino with the hat trick. Um, combined <laughs> yardage for the goals about fifteen yards. A couple of a couple of uh, nice bits of defending in there from Watford, but they just couldn't they couldn't live with Firmino's movement either. Like they seemed to lose him all the time. They were just an absolute shit show back there.
1: Yeah, they were an absolute shit show, and they couldn't really get Sar on the ball or in any space and and get him isolated either, which meant that like getting out um, was a problem. So, therefore, the waves of attack of um, Liverpool just kept coming and coming. Klopp got a good chance to make some strategic subs. He took Trent and uh, Robbo off at 60 minutes um, to give them a rest. So, the game was done at at that point. But, yeah, easy win for Liverpool. Do you think that's a bit of a change from him this year to
2: uh, rotate those key players in games where you're like, oh, we're dominating? Because last year and the year before, I don't remember them ever taking off those two, even if they were up like 4-0. Now he yeah, he seems well, to be rotating him. I know they're both coming back from sort of sickness and and mm-hmm. and um and injuries, but like I feel like he's rotating a lot more now. Yeah, what I agree. I games? think
1: if you went back last year, I think and it wasn't really rotation; he was just patching together a defence at that point, wasn't he? But the year before, yeah, definitely. Like he just played the same back four all the time, um, and then they either sat out completely, like about once a month. Or um or played every minute of every game. So yeah, I think I think that's new, and I think maybe he's realised he's had to do that where he he burnt players out, didn't he, when he played all those games, um, and then he had like a bunch of in- injuries all at once. I mean, it's an intense system, so you'd you'd want to be rotating through as much as you could. But oh, Liverpool look good though, man. They look good. Inter second, but, haven't lost. Yeah, looking good for, for me. I think they're
2: now leading the race in terms of, like, um, really? the best team in the league at the moment. I think, like, City and Chelsea are just behind them. But, yeah, for me, Liverpool are probably the best. I don't know, what God, do you guys I hope, think?
0: They don't, I hope they don't win. Thank God for the table that says Chelsea are just above them. But, they, like, they were just absolutely imperious in this game. And, like, I know it's Watford, new manager, and Watford were pretty shite. But, like, they they're just – they look so – confident and so slick and like at the start you could see Watford sort of compressed and they were trying to like really tighten things up and then Van Dyke's just banging Diags out to Salah and you're like fuck like what are you gonna do about that like.
1: <laughs> no stopping that. Yeah I'm not All sure right. we're getting much better for Watford either like they got Everton coming up, Southampton, Arsenal, me and you, Leicester so I'm not sure they're, they're getting a really good chance to um find his feet. It anyway, was so
2: his biggest defeat ever in the EPL, Ranieri, five nil. So Ouch. I mean, first game back in the league. That's that's tough. But I mean, the possession stats as well. Like I think Watford had seventeen percent in the first half and then twenty three percent overall. So absolutely dominated on the ball. Just never never really got a chance to even come back into the game. But we'll move on to uh, something that was a bit more t- of a two sided game, and that was Aston Villa two Wolves three. I gotta say, I watched this game back. This has probably got to be the be- one of the best, if not the best, game of the season so far. This game was unreal. From like like this, the, how much it flipped towards the end, and just the end result. I thought it was great. What do you think, Sean?
1: Yeah, I I just for for me, I thought Villa were um, good for their two goal lead. Um, I, like I know, went back and forth during the game, but at that point, what we eighty two minutes, I was happy with Villa 2-0. Yeah, I agree. I think they probably deserve the the game overall up to that point. But you'd just be so fucking disgusted that you've thrown that away at at 2-0 up. And it's one of those ones where as soon as Wolves got their first one, like you were just like, oh, yeah, I can feel what's happening here. Like the whole game just swung. And it's one of those ones where it doesn't really matter what you do. The the momentum's just too much. Like one individual can't really do do much. And I feel you, you just feel like the whole... You know, flow of the game was um, turning towards walls, and I was really happy with um, when because uh, I'm neutral in this, so I didn't. I just wanted action, really. But when um, Connor Cody scored his goal, just the look on his face, like his eyes were like double in size, and he just like ran over um, into the crowd. It was and I was surprised that they jumped that much into the crowd, especially given like how prevalent COVID is um, over there. It Doesn't and exist. the low vaccination rates of uh, the Premier League players. And they just jump into the crowd and get rubbed on by like 25 dudes.
0: Um, important statistic there for Connor Cody. So obviously he's a bit of a neutral favourite, Connor Cody, because he's, yeah. you know, um, a young nice bloke guy. come good. Um, he's actually the probably the deadliest finisher in world football. So in 122 Premier League games, he's had three shots on target and two of them have resulted in goals. He is an old-fashioned fox in the box when he gets in there. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, a, that's a ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking uh, to your, uh, to your mates every after was, again.
0: I, I have. We got together and we're like, what's something completely pointless we can pull together to support our argument? Um, no, but it was like some of the football from Villa was really good and the both of their goals were really well-constructed. Oh. John, John
1: McGinn's goals is unreal.
0: John a McG- oh. hell of a player, but yeah, you'd be really disappointed too with the nature of those goals. So it's what three pretty, like they're all set pieces, like they're all preventable.
2: That was scrappy um, goals, then, all man. scrappy yeah, goals,
0: yeah. and then the, the winner would just be absolutely heartbreaking because, like, there's just nothing you can do about that.
2: Um, yeah, there is. You, you can't do much about the deflection, but also don't make that foul. Yeah, and yeah. Like, like Adam Tro is running into a back four. And you know what he's like at shooting. Like, he's terrible in the best of days. So, like, just let him shoot. He's he, not going to score. And he like, fousing from behind and gives Ruben Neves a chance to put it away. Like, that's just, it seemed a bit silly. But he's a young guy, Jacob Ramsey. Like, yeah, you a know, bit um,
1: ill disciplined, but he'll learn from that. Adama gave us one of his uh, amazing runs. Oh, uh, I think it was in the so first half. Good. And then just, yeah, absolute rubbish finish to the keeper. He just picked it up straight off his chest, didn't have to move. So yeah he, he was um up for his usual tricks
0: he's gonna he's gonna score he has to score soon, and there's gonna be like a small homage <laughs> from me because i like he like at stages, he just looks so good uh, but it just it just it just doesn't happen for him in front of goal
2: he's, he's un- too strong he's unplayable like you like, like in terms of like trying to defend him, you can't like you can't defend him, but then all you need to do is just let him go through and shoot because you know he won't score. So you sort of like don't have to really defend him at the same time. It's just – it's crazy. But no, I, um, I've, I've been more impressed probably with, with Wolves about um, how they keep continually sort of getting better and better every week. And like we talked early on in the season about how they looked really scrappy and, and you know, they couldn't find a win. And now they just sort of – it seems like they're building every week and getting better and better and better, which is it's good to see for them.
1: Three on the trot now for Wolves into 10th.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and their, their performances are getting better and better every time. So it's good to see them finally uh, finally link up.
0: Barney, let's move on to a team whose performances aren't getting better every time.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to uh, to move on to the uh, Leicester City United game. Leicester 4, United 2. Job. Only, the only question I have for you is, how good does that three-year extension look now? Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's smart money, um, we, we must have got the FIFA negotiators in. We said that no, at the thought, time though yeah. actually yeah <laughs> yeah, but I, I like I've never been a fan, I, 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 but um, I think it's interesting, so obviously Manchester United have some problems um but i I think the thing that makes me most upset about this was like y- you knew what was happening, but no one did anything about it, like you could see they were pressing higher, so the first the first golf Manchester United is an aberration like Mason Greenwood that's just stunning like. There's there's nothing anyone could do about that. Like once he gets inside Castagna, just absolutely leathers it. But then Harry Maguire gets caught on the ball from a, a pretty shit back pass from De Gea too. And I think he shouldn't be absolved completely of blame here. But like they pressed high and then Telemans had a lot to do. But it just kept happening. But the thing that was interesting as well is like Manchester United obviously have this problem in transition where like everyone's like, oh, you've got to get a defensive midfielder. That's going to solve all your problems. I don't think it will. Because all, none of those goals were a, a direct result of that problem. Like, you could see it was an issue throughout the game, but, like, a bunch of dodgy marking on set pieces. one bissaka jumps in for a stupid challenge on the touchline and then a bloke just trots into the box. Like, a defensive midfielder doesn't solve that.
2: No, I I agree. I think, like, we are discussing in the group chat about, you know, like, what potentially is the problem with United. And I... I I think now it's gone past just, like, one player to fix it or the players are the problem. I think it's just the whole system. There is Like, problem with the system is there is no system. It's like you're waiting for Greenwood or Ronaldo to do something like Greenwood did and just, like, lash one in from 30 and get the boys up and going, whereas, like, there's no, like, something to fall back on and, and be like, yeah, okay, that's the way we play. And we've got that in the back of our heads of how we always want to play. Like Leicester, just, like, pressing high, pressure on the ball, just, like, go, go, go. And especially once they're back and they like, they're... Um, Regular formation, you can see how much it works for them. But yeah, it's just that's my problem with the United is they got nothing, no system behind them, and they're just sort of, sort of like going nowhere and hoping that the big players will step up
1: and, and win them games instead of like a system winning them a game. They they had um Pogba normally plays on the on the left, and they, they played him a bit deeper. They played him in the six, and I think it was Gary Neville was saying um he would hate to be playing at centre back or a right back. With when you've got Pogba, Greenwood, Fernandez, Sancho, and Ronaldo in front of you, because essentially Leicester, when they had the ball, could just play up to the midfield as easy as they liked. Because essentially Ronaldo doesn't doesn't press, but I suppose he's earned that. Like you, if, if you got him up front, you've got to expect that. So they got Leicester got to that point, and then they just, all they had to do is just punch one pass through the midfield to break a line which again was rather easy due to the work rate of that midfield. And then essentially where Leicester's just in front of Manchester United's defence, do you know what I mean? So I feel as though Leicester got to work the ball up rather easily, whereas if you look at how Manchester United got to work the ball up, they'd start at deep, you know, a goal kick that from the six-yard box to the edge of the six-yard box they took, and Leicester were just pressed all the way up. And another like little indication of... um, of how the game went was have a look at Tillemans and Pogba. So you'd probably argue that they're similar quality um, player. Obviously, Pogba's got a little bit more hype around him. But have a look at the work rate of Tillemans versus the work rate of Pogba. And they played in exactly the same position. Pogba played a little bit deeper in this game than he usually does. Tillman's played in the same position he always does. And you look how many times um, Tillemans pressed, pinched the ball, got stuck into the midfield... You didn't see that once from Popper in, in that position, and I think that was just how the how the game went.
2: No, I I, uh, I was gonna say that exact point as well, Sean, about like Tillemans. like he's such a contrast to the United midfielders where he's he was everywhere. Like I think uh, was it like one of the goals where he in, like intercepted the ball and then laid like a one-two quickly and like brought it forward for the goal. He's just he was everywhere and was just causing so many problems for United. And, yeah, like you say, he's a bit – he's not necessarily like that workman like um, midfielder who's meant to be doing that, but he does that as well as the sort of the classier stuff with spraying balls around and that.
1: Yeah, well, he's a perfect eight. Like he's not a 10 because he doesn't just sit there and, and, you know, slip balls in and and sit up front. But he's not a six where he's like, you know, know, dropping deep, getting the ball off the centre-backs and, you know, um, making a bunch of tackles. He's a perfect eight because he's got a nice combination of – Um, You know, he scores, pops up with goals every now and now and again, hit the post and scored a goal um, this week. But then he also gets stuck in like he's just box to box. He's just everything. Um, But the one thing I enjoyed was um, Mm -hmm. Brendan's post-match press conference. He said that like, so far this season, we haven't been ourselves. And so he goes, what I did is I stopped and I analyzed the last two games from the perspective that I was a brand new manager coming in and just like looking at a raw, saying, well, what am I seeing here? Like what what am I seeing? Um, like, you know, not on, on reputation of any players or anything like that. And, yeah, he took some notes, trained the boys that week in that style and then, yeah, you saw how they just looked like the old Leicester again, right? Like nice high press, nice and aggressive, plenty of energy, played with pace, risky balls through the midfield, um And, yeah, I just think they were back to themselves. So, yeah, I think that's the difference with the, one of these teams as well where Brendy can go, things aren't going right. I need to do some analysis and, and work out exactly what's going on. Whereas Ollie's just like, yeah, just go out and play.
0: See, I reckon, I reckon that's true because I feel like when you watch Manchester United, you still get the sense that it's like a bunch of good players stuck together like someone's trying to put a Mr. Potato Head together in the wrong spots. Um Because, yeah. like, even with the press point you made before, like, there's so many times where Bruno Fernandes is, like, a one-man press and then Ronaldo's, like, walking over next to him and then, as you said, Thielman's in that space. So, like, they're already out. They haven't done anything, but there's already a gap to play, like, right through the centre of the park. And then, like, the other thing that Maitreis-Noye seem to be really poor at is, like, fouling players from a fast break.
1: Yeah, I mean, one like a trod.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like his was the wrong time to do it. Like he's on the touchline, yeah. but like someone higher up the field just pull someone down. Like Fernandinho has about ten million fouls a week, just stopping someone on the counter. Like yeah. and Guardiola's got that rule where he's like, oh, you got three minute, three seconds to win it back or like, foul someone or do something. Like, but they just don't. There's no resistance at all to that counter attack because everyone's pushing, and even Wan Bissaka and Shaw are both pushing on. Like often, and neither of them like need to do that. Like The timing's all out. Nothing's in sync. Yeah. So I suppose the question I have going into this Champions League fixture with Atalanta, followed by Liverpool, followed by I think there is a, a lapse and then Manchester City. Like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer seems to have this like odd credit with the board that's going to keep him his job. Like that just seems absolutely insane. Like, like should they sack him?
1: I think if that runner results – um goes the way it likely will i think that they've got to at least make a decision i think once you can't actually make top four i think that's when they'll pull the trigger but until you can't actually make top four i think they'll they'll stick with him no no matter what and just going into that runner results i think i said i think i said this made that comparison to the this team and the arsene wenger days where they just need someone to put them out of their misery but like what will happen is like Oli will get a win against Atalanta, like he'll pinch a dodgy point against um, Liverpool, Liverpool and yeah. then they might lose to Man City and everyone's like, oh, well, it's not too – like we saw glimpses, He, you know, he's got a win in there and, and then it just rolls on again as opposed to like if they got lost all three of those games, he just he would get the sack. So I I see that. that well, is Manchester United
0: haven't, haven't played anyone good. Yeah. That's probably most important as well. Like they but, haven't come into any of their rivals –
1: At this point, but you see, like not not necessarily this season, but actually this performance this week, and then some big performances and big um, seasons previously from this Leicester team, and then you look at run your eye down the um, two teams. Imagine if Brendy had the access to these Manchester United players and what he could do with this Manchester United team, right? You got to imagine that um, the board can see that. Like if Brendan Rodgers had that those players there, he's achieving unbelievable things with like Sionchu, Amate, um, Castagna, Samare in his team. Madison, Inacho, like and they're, Leicester are just playing some of the best stuff um, in the league in patches. And when they're fully flying, you could say that. Imagine what he could do with like the team that you guys have got. So. Yeah. yeah, I
2: think in the Premier League you just got to look at like how many coaches are probably better than Oli, and it's you know if you put Oli in the them. ranking, he's 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 down here, yeah, he's in the bottom half, he's what, he's, he's like, not What, what good.
0: manager? What manager wouldn't you think is a bit be- honestly? What manager in the Premier League is not more qualified or a better manager than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer?
2: Yeah. Maybe Higuain's yes, has like, like, gone. Probably, <laughs> probably,
0: probably, probably no one. <laughs> but but Ranieri Ranier has won a Premier League, like so. No, Ranier, no,
2: they, Ranieri. That, I, I rate Ranieri. Like, but I think, that, if, maybe, any, yeah. as
0: Sean said, like if you give any of those managers outside of maybe Brucey, but like his his days are numbered. Yeah, but he's got more
1: managers, experience. He's just done his thousands of yeah. games. So in terms of experience, he's got it. Like but he's never e- going to get the job. But yeah.
0: Any of those managers, given those resources, could and would do a better job. Like I have no doubt in my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Has Oli taken him? Because when Oli took over, that you were outside the Champions League spots, um, you know, on a bit of a cl- um, decline, had like bad atmosphere around Um But we did finish second that year before. Yeah, but uh, like, I mean, I'm saying the specific moment when he took over, right? And so, as and he's moved, like he's changed the atmosphere. And he has done some good things, right? <laughs> he's changed the atmosphere around there. Um, he's got you know Manchester United playing in patches how they used to play, and now you're back to being in the Champions League, and um, you know, and you've got some decent signings in there. So tick, tick, tick. He's done those three things, but has he taken you as far as he can go? Like he's not going to close that gap from you know third and fourth to the top two, because that, but- that's the hardest bit to like to go from to go from 14th to 10th is much easier than going from fourth to first.
0: But I don't buy all this, like, oh, it's so positive. It's a great environment. Like, you can have all the positivity. And what he has done is shifted the expectation down. Like, that's why people aren't pissed off. Because the expectation is now lower. Because it's like, oh, it's Manchester United. They're a bit of a fucking shit show. I don't, I don't worry know about him. Yeah. Like, no one, no, one's, no one at the start of the year is like, oh, now Manchester United's going to win the league. And you get Ronaldo, and there's like all that fanfare, and you're caught up in the excitement. But the, the same issues persist. They didn't need a striker. Like, it was just like a big. Positivity burst, but the same problems that are there. That like now everyone's like, well, they're not really going to win anything. They'll probably bounce out of the Champions League. It's just like everyone just expects less now.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I expected a bit, bit more from Inter this year, especially when they signed Varane, Ronaldo, and uh, Sancho. But um yeah, there you go. But anyway, on to the winners, Leicester. I think. Um, Good news for Leicester having Johnny back in. I think having Johnny back in allowed like the confidence of that midfield and the front three to press a little bit higher um, and a little bit more aggressively. They only got that wrong once for the um, Rashford goal. Um, so, yeah, he's just a huge in. And it's good to see Madison back to his old self again. Like he had, had spent some time out of the team and now he's back in. He's like energy and his pressing in that spot um, was was really good as well. I mean, he needed to do something because even when he was coming back in, he wasn't playing that well. So, yeah. yeah. I think Brendy apparently back, Brindy yeah. had a chat to him um, during the week, and said, "You know, here, I want this is what I want you to do. I want you to get back to your old self." And, and he did just that. He did really well. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on
2: to the bluer half of Manchester, the ones that know how to win. City two, Burnley nil. I mean, we were all predicting an absolute shellacking. Daichi did well to keep it to two. Um, anything exciting here? I thought it was pretty
1: straightforward for me. Like nothing, nothing too. There was much nothing.
0: Happening. There was nothing exciting in this game.
1: Yeah even the manchester like the- you know, city players um celebrations like scored the goal and they're like yeah that's it like their first goal it looked like like the seventh goal in in terms of celebration they're just like yeah no nah, go back just right. one thing
0: actually jeez bernardo silva is a hell of a footballer isn't he
1: and he was getting to be on the way out get, yeah, yeah getting
2: shifted just the
0: most unlucky bloke in the world like god some of the, like the way he controls like the tempo when he's on the ball and uh, he's just so good to watch. But yeah, this
2: honestly, is very honestly very job. United should try and sign him hard because he's a winger who will work his socks off for another you.
0: winger. Fuck why not?
2: <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Get, get get Sancho out. We should play a double right City.
0: winger pivot with Sancho and him
2: out in the right. Honestly, you play him at C D M and he'd do a better job than those those in there at the moment. All right. Next one we got here is Brentford nil, Chelsea one. This was a highly entertaining match for only a, uh, a one-nil win. Jabba, what was the best part of it for you?
0: Uh, the Chilwell volley was the best part. Um, that was ridiculous. Was, but, Barney, you, you nice. were actually – your prediction wasn't too far off, but I feel like the scoreline betrays you. you a bit here. So Chelsea were, Chelsea were cruising along somewhat, but then the last 20 minutes, Brentford absolutely peppered them. Like that, oh, yeah, it was right. insane. They were so unlucky to not get a point out of this game.
2: I think they hit the post three or four times. And Mendy made some like unreal oh, saves. Wow. Close range saves to keep uh Chelsea in it. But yeah, like Brentford were again super impressive. A, bit, a lot more of that sort of long ball, real physical gameplay that like seemed to especially when you look at the Chelsea backline coming into that. Like um it was that Sar who was on his debut. Um, Christensen and um, Chalabar, like not their best factory and probably not their strongest factory as a physicality. But like, and they, they did well to hold out and they did get bullied at stages. But yeah, I think like very impressive for Brentford. And that's what I probably take you out of this more is that like how impressive Brentford again were against one of the big teams. Um, and I, I, I look at him now as a classier Burnley. Because they're willing to sort of dig in deep and and do do the dirty stuff and the physical stuff and that, but they can actually have some end product to their game and actually attack.
0: I, I think it it might betray them a little bit saying that because like they did have forty three percent of the ball, and I know it feels like they're just sort of banging in long balls and being physical, but they're like they're technically quite astute as well. Like they've got a number of strings to their bow, and I think they're what you like your eyes are betraying you a little bit there because they 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 retain the ball quite well. Um, but Chelsea only mustered one shot on target. That was a Chilwell goal. Like if you're, if you're mm. a Brentford fan, which I don't know any obviously, um, you're so encouraged by this.
1: I think they had 17 yeah, well, don't shots know. I overall. I do I think you've got mixed feelings, right? Because you're encouraged by it. But at the end of the day, you're like, fuck, we still lost. Still got no points. Um, so, yeah, thanks for the pat on the back. But we don't get any points. Um, but, I mean, how much has Ben Chilwell loved a volley? Like he scored that as volley as much as Mendy
0: as much as Mendy enjoys getting hit in the face.
1: Yeah, um, he scored a great volley this week. I think it was last week he scored a, a volley as well. That, like, um, it was recently because I remember he, when I when he hit yeah. it. I'm like, that seems
2: very familiar. Chelsea, Chelsea, Southampton left back just pop up
0: for goals, yeah. don't they? Like Marcus uh, so, Alonso and Chilwell, you just can't trust them defensively. But my God, let him
1: in the 18-yard box. As an England fan, um, I really enjoy Ben being back. He played for England and scored as well. Oh, that might have been where he got a volley too, actually, for England. Yeah, it was. You know? I think it was this is the Andorra yeah. game, maybe. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, I, yeah, as an England fan, I'm, I'm really enjoying Ben being back, really enjoying that he's enjoying his football and that he's scoring goals. As a fantasy football team um, manager who owns Alonso, I'm devastated. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I think Alonso's arm's injured, though, isn't he? Or he's sick. He was on the he's- bench.
2: Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. Okay. But but yeah, yeah. it is just, it is it's I don't understand that 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 uh, left back position at Chelsea because yeah, like Alonso's in really good form and he's available. Mm. But we'll put Chilwell in.
1: He's in
0: good and, goal scoring form. I don't know about not, well, like, okay. defensively, he pulls you out of shape.
1: <laughs> For a Chelsea left back. that is form. Um but it's not as if it's it's like there's a clear left back who's the best player and the other guy comes in to, you know, give him a rest. Like Chilwell's played like three games in a row. And before that, Alonso had been playing all the time. So, like this whole, you know, stints of, of games, it's sometimes as if they rotate them more regularly, like, say, Klopp's trying to do this season. Yeah, exactly. All righty. Let's move on to next one here.
2: West Ham 1, Everton 0. Um, I'd say, for me, I saw it, Everton were, you know, unlucky not to get a goal in this game. They did put a real shift in and still without Richarlison, and uh, and DCL, Juba. What did you think of their performance? Unlucky or West Ham too good?
0: No, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um, I think they were a bit unlucky, but those absences are what are the reason that you've got that zero next to your name if you're Everton because they did have they did muster quite a lot of chances, um, but it was just one set piece. Bonner with a nice header cut Antonio off for what would have been another goal, no doubt. But um, like you know, Everton are going to be. Defensively resolute, and they were, but on the balance of it, a draw probably would be fair. But I'm not unhappy that West Ham were able to pinch it. Um, And I think the other talking point was: Did you see the stomp from Rondon?
2: I wouldn't call it a stomp. I call it an accidental like like um, accidental kick. But yeah, that was like it didn't look like much on the ground. But when you saw Suchek's face after the game, he looked yeah cut up. That was that was bad.
0: No, and he had to come off as well. so I don't know if that was related, but like missing him for a couple of weeks could hurt. But a great win for the Hammers, um, regardless.
2: Yeah, I think I think as well this this um, I mean there's two things for me. Like uh, Dakure is like like he's in, playing CDM, but he get he gets forward those late runs into the box so well, and I'm really glad I got him in on my fantasy team because he looks like he can score every week. But uh, secondly, I think it, like this game just highlights like how tough and competitive this league is. Like how sort of, you know, now that Everton are sort of back to a very consistently good performing team, like those spots outside the top four, like those from like five through to eight, there's so many teams that are vying for those positions at the moment. It's, it's going to be so tough for the Tottenham's and the Arsenal's of this world to secure Europa League football for now, for next year. You, wanted, but, a, you um, wanted
0: a Super League? You've got it.
2: Maybe we should get it so we don't get beaten by like Brentford and stuff like that in the league. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was a good, a good performance from uh, from West Ham. Uh, I think it takes them back above Everton on the table. So they're back to winning ways. And uh, did you see what um, Moisey said during the week? I think it was just before the game where he said, uh, unlike Ranieri, I will not be managing into my 70s. So he's only got a few more good years left before he's got to go.
1: What, he's not 70? Have a little crow's feet next to his eyes. Yeah, Ranieri's looking better than him, that's for sure.
2: You
0: know United you know will do that to a man.
1: <laughs> all right.
2: Let's move on to the biggest game in football. That was at the richest club in football. That was Tottenham three, Newcastle two. What a win for the boys! This was a uh, a, a great result for Tottenham. I think. I mean, I, I rewatched the game uh, yesterday morning. I didn't check any scores or anything, so I went in not knowing what was happening. And about five minutes in, a mate messaged me and said, "Eric Dyer dot dot dot," and that's it. And then I, <laughs> I, I I was like shit, I did not want to read that. And then what do you I was think on head, head, like an own goal or something. Or- this is when we were one 0 down. So I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be a bad game. Um but then obviously it was his own goal at the end, which uh you know turned out not to worry me too much because it was three, it was a second in a in a three-two loss. But yeah, I think apart from the first ten minutes, um Tottenham sort of took back control of the game and you know we're pretty solid throughout and and like didn't didn't flat, didn't do anything too ridiculously good, but just like solid throughout and, and it was a bit of a, I mean, Newcastle really dropped off after that first 10 minutes as well.
1: Yeah, I'll watch this game and not really for football reasons, probably just for everything around uh, football. So um, a couple of non-related football points is um, how much plastic surgery has um, Amanda Stavely had? Have you seen oh, her face?
0: Oh, go, we're going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, no. Someone
1: she, she's all looking more and more like a cat every day. I'm sick of it. It, it. it
0: is. It's a cat. That's what <laughs> it, it is. I it, couldn't yeah. think of what it was. And I'm like, it's a cat. I thought it was. I thought it was meatloaf. Um yeah, Initially, there was a bit of that in there when he was in. You know, the old music video. And I don't want to shame, but she does. She looks like a cat. I don't yeah. know why.
1: And she, had she had- looked.
0: She looked much nicer before the surgery. Like she was. She had the they all
1: do. I don't know why it. they do yeah. those surgeries. It looks ridiculous. But yeah. um, she, she had plenty of camera time along with our old mate next to her. And I like that old mate next to her is in an oversized suit. Oh, he's got a billion dollars in an oversized suit, yeah. waving his hand um, at the start when everyone's cheering him. And then they, cu- and then at the end when they cut to him, he just his face is just absolutely <laughs> devastated that they got battered um, and got the consolation goal. So I, I really enjoyed that part. In, and my other point is um, I really enjoyed that there was a lorry out the front parked uh, out at um, St. James's Park saying um, hashtag justice for Jamal. So um, a poster for um, murdered journalist um, Jamal, I'm not even going to try and say his last name, Kishagi, has, I think it is. has been seen um, outside of St. James's Park and also a plane went over the top um, of, the, of the ground also with a hashtag for Jamal. So, yeah, I think that will continue to haunt um, Newcastle. And the final non-football related point is what are those Spurs shirts? They are fucking disgusting. Barney, explain yourself. Foul. I I quite like them. Oh, Fair, I'm, What? I'm, I'm, They're I'm so my, I'm shit. They're right so it. ugly. Uh,
2: it's half bomb and half, I don't know. Get with fashion boomer. Fuck right, <laughs> right, mate. <Fashion> okay.
1: mate.
0: <laughs> It's are in. Pastels are in. Disgusting.
1: Pastels are in. Looks like they it got it, their right? under-five academy team to design it. It no, looks like I, you're um,
0: midfield with Winks and Skip.
2: Oh mate, <laughs> Skip's Skip's good. Winks, yeah, he can stay out. But no, I I um also on a on a non-football-related note, uh, Jobber, you were absolutely correct with the traditional garbs in, but they did one better. How good was but it to they see? Did, no. They did one better. They had them black and white striped as well, not just yeah. to, the traditional colours. So that was you're spot on the money with that. And after um, two minutes,
0: they were everywhere too, Sam, like going
2: Oh, yeah. Everybody.
0: Callum Wilson on the end of one.
2: But I think also the guy who was next to Commander Staveley was uh, about 45 minutes in when um, when uh, yeah, Spurs was looking pretty good and the game was looking out of touch for Newcastle. He was on the phone just like not even watching the game. I think he was checking if that investment had actually gone in yet or if he could record I think he was trying to buy Spurs. Nah, Daniel would never sell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think, yeah, I could say like from the game perspective, like, I mean, like I said, outside the first 10 minutes, Newcastle were pretty poor. And uh, I, all I want to know is what is John Joe Shelby thinking? Because you've got a new, a new owners in who are looking the clear house. They're looking for any excuse to get rid of someone. And he's just putting himself on a golden bladder to be the first player sold in this new reign. And apparently before the game, he, in an interview, he was like, "Oh, we got new owners, a new chance to impress. Like, we got to make sure we put everything in and and uh, and yeah, do the best we can."
1: And I guess that's his way of thinking. He's impressing. There's a few ways um, that these players can take it. I think, like new owners coming in, obviously they're going to spend some cash. So I think there's going to be a portion of these players who could be their you know day one players and then go all the way through and potentially play Champions League football in like four or five years' time. Some Maxima. Um, might be one of them, for example. Um, Dubravka maybe as well. Um, but then you've got that next group of players who you're like, man, if I really pull my socks up, get things right, get on board with this, I might be able to go on a hell of a journey for my career. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like I'm, I might go from battling and I might be able to take this club to, you know. into company-esque. But at least to the conference league, the Europa Conference or the Europa League. Do you know what I mean? Take them on a nice journey and enjoy that process as well. Or you could be one of those players who just cracks the shits and say, "Oh well, they're just going to bring players in, and I'm going to miss out now." So I think, yeah, the players have really got to sort out what bucket they want to be in because they're the three buckets for me. And so which one's all, John Joe in? John Is Joe's it? in the. Um, I hear you need to clear some space. <laughs> um, watch this cameo and see if you like it.
0: <laughs> I'm going to take one of the Tottenham players' legs <laughs> on the way
1: out. Well, so was your 19 minutes? Oh, yeah, he yeah, got 20, subbed 20 on. 20 minutes. Yeah, subbed
0: on. Yellow card. Red card. Just It's exactly what you oh, – and I think there might have been a couple of diags in there as well, so pretty much what you'd expect from John yeah.
1: Um <laughs> It looks like the oldest young guy I've ever seen <laughs> too.
0: <laughs> um, so <laughs> the other thing I'd like to touch on, Barney, um, outside of the bit of excitement at the end there for the Toon Army, was just Eric Dyer. Just fantastic. That could only happen to Eric Dyer. So he's, What's he going for a header and it's hit him in the knee?
2: Mm. I don't know. Yeah, because I I watch it back I'm like oh maybe it really like dropped with some pace. I'm like it never it never really <laughs> changed course. It was pretty consistent in its way. So it's like it's like he's going for the header, but then he's uh, the last second he's realised I'm not I haven't got my position right, and then it skimmed his forehead into his thigh and bottom corner finish past Loris.
0: Yeah, good finish. And, but, yeah, it was
2: it was a very good finish. But I think
0: I think it's a little bit uh, a little bit unfortunate that you're lacing into him now because he did save a life in this game. Him and no, Sergio regular.
2: Yeah, I think it was Sergio, wasn't it? He was yeah. in the ref's ear. Yeah, that was someone went down in the crowd. Don't know what it was about. And poor, poor, had a heart attack. Uh, had a heart attack there you go. But like uh Heuberg, that's two heart attacks he's experienced at games in the last like three months. He's had a And he a, plays for Tottenham. Uh, but he gets to go to Denmark in the international break, so uh, all, yeah, things good. are all good. Things are all good there.
0: Uh, um, but I think importantly about this game, so that pushed Tottenham into fifth position. That win over the richest club in football above Manchester United,
2: which I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Nor and we're equal points with uh, Brighton. Liverpool.
1: Brighton, absolutely. Be, but we're only, absolutely not Liverpool. We're one, we're, we're, not but not we're Liverpool. one win behind Liverpool. I'm like, how the hell have we gotten there? Just a good um, team, good manager. So, so far this season, Spurs have beaten the richest club in the world twice. Man City star, and then they uh, just knocked off the new new ones. That's
2: what the big teams do. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 move on from the greatest team in football, Tottenham, on to – we'll just quickly touch on this because it is live
1: at the moment, Arsenal v Crystal Palace. Sean, you got a score update for us? Uh, I did from five minutes ago, which was um, a Bamiyang has um, popped up for Arsenal um, and gave him a, a 1-0 um, lead. And then more recently, Benteke has pulled it back um, with a goal in the 49th minute. So we're at 1-1 at the moment.
2: He scores what he any, wants, doesn't he? Any chance Gallagher's got an assist on that? I really need it for the
1: fantasy. It, it, no, it doesn't look like it. it looks like uh, an individual goal. Some, um, think uh, St. Maxima. Think Mo Salah. Think uh, Teruo Road, but with a finish.
2: So don't think Benteke then. All right, let's move on to the uh, UEFA Champions League. It's back on again this week. So uh, we've got Club Bruges versus Man City. So, you know, we think would be a pretty straightforward win for Man City, but Bruges have been very good in the Champions League so far. I think they are like got a couple wins already. So you never you never know. Man That's City will batter
1: and barn. Come on, mate. Stop trying yeah, to hop it up, mate. You sound like you're the um, TV network. Man City will fucking smash them.
0: I think you're doing great as a hype man, Barney, but also I agree with Sean too. I think they're going to fucking <laughs> smash them, especially after only beating Burnley 2-0 on the weekend. They've got three goals in the bank they need to use up, so this could this could get ugly, I think. <laughs> this
1: is why Jack really came. He, came. he came to Man City to play in the big games, the big Champions League games. Club Bruges away.
0: <laughs> Smack Brugger. Get over to Belgium and teach those bloody continental Europeans a lesson. Go get him Jack
1: all
2: righty and the other half of manchester like we mentioned earlier have got atalanta at home fortunately for you guys so you might actually be able to put in a good performance but we didn't actually touch on jobber that that ridiculous away record is now gone for united in a bin that undefeated in 30 The worst team to go undefeated in 30 games. Yeah. unbelievable,
0: Unbelievable team. Unbelievable record. So 19 wins in those 29 games. Um, And that that was what we hung our hat on was that we didn't lose on the road. We're shit at home. Um, Atalanta have been mixed in the league. Pretty similar record to United actually in eight games. They have four wins, two draws and two losses. They were the great entertainers. Probably not so much now. They look like they've just got some problems at the back. So hopefully Manchester United can exploit that. But they do have a little bit of structure and a better manager, uh, worse players. So really anything could happen here. I think United are going to win, and I think there will be quite a few goals in this one as well. But hopefully – well, I want United to win as a fan, but at the same time I almost feel like I want them to lose to get the manager sacked, which is pretty (laughs) awful. Oh, wow.
1: Um, I think – you ca- Atalanta just aren't the team that they were two years ago. So I think, like people who just particularly follow the Premier League would have, um, and the Premier League teams would have enjoyed Atalanta's ch- Champions League run, not last year, the year before. Um, but yeah, they're just not the goal scoring machine that they that they once were, and the entertainers that they once were. So I think Manchester United will be too strong for Atalanta.
2: Well, they lost a big part of that team as well, which was Ramiro at the back, who went to Tottenham. <laughs> and
0: uh, Wedge Spurs in there? Fuck. Well, but
2: like. I mean, that, like, was, everyone was saying that he was the best defender in uh, Italy last year, so you know, like that's a big loss to have to a team. But um, they've lost some other other big players. But see, I when, you were, when Sean, and, when you were talking about before about, oh, United will beat at- Atalanta, but then. Uh, might um lose the other ones and always still be safe. I think they'll lose to Atalanta, but then they'll beat the they'll win the beat the teams they don't they shouldn't win. So they'll Liverpool. beat Liverpool. Liverpool. that's they they'll they'll like, oh, right, but no but not Jesus. This is this is what <laughs> I, this but this is what United do. They lose to like the teams they shouldn't. And then they beat the teams like oh you got you're facing Liverpool in poor form oh you're going to get smacked and then they come up and win like two one or something. This like, is
0: why this is why you get paid the big bucks, Sam. You're a braver man than me. My God, I was I was hoping we were going to not talk about that game at all because um, I'm genuinely concerned if, about if, the if, result.
2: If I'm right, I get a job at Sky Sports, so it's all it's all <laughs> on the line for me. But uh, rounding at the last two English teams are playing. So Chelsea play Malmo. This is actually going to be a boring game. So. Genuinely, not much going on here. Uh, and Atletico Madrid play uh, Liverpool. So it's in Spain. That that's will a be one. a big one for that group and a good test for Liverpool in terms of like, trying to break down a stubborn team. Atletico <laughs> knocked Athletico- them
1: out not so long ago. Yeah. 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 Killed Athletico, 37 people,
0: stubborn. didn't they, in that game? Uh, yeah. Responsible for the deaths of at least 37 people due to it COVID.
2: Was a super spreader in there. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a super spreader event. Uh, and um, just to touch touch on Shawna's second favorite team there as well. Young boys are playing
1: uh, Villarreal.
0: <laughs> Classic. Are <laughs> so yeah, you going to get up and watch the young boys, Sean?
1: Oh, I wouldn't have thought
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just a few other games on the continent. We've got Barcelona versus Dynamo Kiev. Barcelona are looking to make it three losses on the trot in the Champions League and not have a shot on target. This could happen, and it would be hilarious. Yeah, so, so Memphis, everyone...
0: Memphis Depay's got fifty goal contributions in the last forty-seven games. So people just won't talk about that because he's not mainstream.
2: And Put some he, respect on his and name. And he scores you? a
0: shitload of pens as well. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, PSG play RB Leipzig. You know, in what will be, I think, an entertaining match. Two teams who do like to attack and not so much defend. Uh, all right, Job. What's what happened with the multi? Uh, uh, no good. No so good. So you're off so, multis now, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah.
0: Probably fair. Um, what led me down was uh Leeds and Southampton both teams to score. Leeds did not score. So Leeds are actually in a bit of a lull right now. The other one was Everton and West Ham, both teams to score. I thought Everton were unlucky not to score, but that's what let us down. Everything else was fine.
2: So and where can they catch us? Uh if
0: I want to reach us email his football played on paper at gmail.com, Facebook, Football Play on Paper, Instagram at fo- Football on Paper, Twitter at Football on Pods. I just noticed you've color-coded that, so that's really nice. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, because you do struggle with that. Um, all right, that's it for this uh, review. Um, we'll be back with a preview later in the week. Um, and for everyone else, uh, just put that Jamie Vardy volley on uh, replay.
0: Some Man City fan apparently slugged him.
1: Oh, I like Jeremy. Shh. It, old. it was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh?
0: He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout.
1: Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one.